0: we're here from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about the mysterious reason why your gadgets
1: suddenly stop working, how your nightmares might be helping you survive, and why every map is lying to you.
0: Let's lie. (laughs)
1: Let's not.
0: Okay. Let's satisfy some curiosity.
1: Have you ever heard of tin whiskers? No, I'm not talking about something from the upcoming movie adaptation of the musical Cats, which I'm sure Cody is very excited about.
0: It's such a good musical.
1: I'm talking about the reason why your gadgets mysteriously stop working. You know what I'm talking about. One day your TV remote works just fine, and the next day it's dead. You might be able to blame tin whiskers, which can happen to lots of different metals, like zinc, cadmium, and silver. And, of course, tin, which is often used to solder and coat electronic circuits. Tin whiskers are microscopic, crystalline structures that sprout out of that tin, and they usually happen because of stress in the metal. Any bending, compression, stretching, or even scratches and nicks can be enough to sprout them. We've known about tin whiskers since the 1940s, but they've actually gotten worse in recent years because we got rid of lead in electronics. Ditching that lead has been great for human health, but bad for electronics, since lead can keep whiskers from forming. Tin whiskers can extend several millimeters, but they don't need to be very big to wreak havoc on electronics. They only need to be long enough to form a bridge between two different electronic parts. That bridge can cause problems as minor as intermittent short circuits and as damaging as metal vapor arcs. Those arcs happen when high current and voltage vaporize the whisker, which turns it into a plasma of metal ions that can carry hundreds of amps, wreaking catastrophic destruction in its wake. Like I said before, tin whiskers can cause problems in your TV remote, but they can do a lot more damage than that. In 1986, the FDA recalled several models of a pacemaker because tin whiskers were causing circuit problems. And in 2005, a nuclear reactor in Connecticut was suddenly shut down due to a computer malfunction caused by, get this, a single tin whisker. Higher altitudes help whiskers form even faster. The microscopic menace has been enough to shut down satellites, destroy airplane communication equipment, and ruin space shuttle components. Experts are hard at work trying to figure out what exactly causes tin whiskers and how to fight them. Certain tin coatings can reduce the risk of tin whisker growth, but the question of why they develop in the first place might be the bigger mystery. Oh, and you can see an example of what tin whiskers look like in our full write-up on them, which you can find on curiosity.com and on our free Curiosity app for Android and iOS. There's a chance you've seen them before, so go check it out so you know what to call them when you see them.
0: You know who should look into it? Who? You ought to ask Mr. Mistopheles, the original conjuring cat. Mm Mm-hmm. It's such a good musical.
1: I'll have to see it just so I can uh, have normal conversations with you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Research suggests your nightmares may be helping you survive. Dreams about stressful scenarios like sleeping through classes or fighting with your significant other or getting yelled at by your band director in front of everybody, now that I've been there, might have evolved to help us work through our anxieties in a risk-free environment and to prepare us to face our fears in real life. This idea is called Threat Simulation Theory. It basically says dreams take us through stressful or scary events as a way to prepare us for the real thing. When we rehearse a perceived threat and avoidance in our sleep, we have a better chance of successfully reacting to threats when we're awake. The theory explains why even modern city slickers like me have the occasional nightmare about being chased through a forest. And that's because humans have evolved to be especially sensitive to threats like dangerous animals and extreme weather events. So it makes sense that those deep-rooted fears would keep showing up in our dreams, even though most of us are not being chased around by predators all day. Those more modern nightmares about failing a test or getting ghosted on Tinder show up because real-life trauma impacts dream threats. So the type of dreams we have are adaptive as we grow up. Neuroscientists learned this when they analyzed the dream reports of Kurdish children from northern Iraq who had grown up around regular military violence for a study in 2005. The researchers compared their dreams to the dreams of Finnish children who had grown up in a relatively safe environment— And they found that the Kurdish children encountered more severe threats in their dreams, and that they were able to recall more dreams in general. And this could be because trauma led to increased activation of the children's threat simulation system, which would work as a form of protection against the threats in their waking environment. And a 2014 study of medical students looked at that test-taking anxiety dream I'm sure we've all had, 60% of those students said they had a dream about the medical school entrance exam the night before the test. Most of these dreams qualified as nightmares, riddled with fear of failing the test, being late, or forgetting answers. No surprise there. But get this, students who dreamed of the exam actually performed better on test day. It turns out dreams probably do improve our ability to face threats, whether they're saber-toothed or multiple choice.
1: Here's some world-shattering news. Every map is lying to you. Your mental image of the world is probably based on the Mercator projection map. That's the flat world map you see hanging up in school classrooms, and it's terribly distorted. If you cross-check the sizes of the countries with those on a globe, you'll find heaps of discrepancies. For example, the Mercator projection makes it look like Africa and Greenland are pretty much the same size. But in reality, Africa is a whopping 14 times larger than Greenland. This distortion happens because you cannot flatten a sphere onto a plane without distorting it. For a cartographer to put the globe on a flat surface, sacrifices must be made. In the case of the Mercator projection, we sacrifice size for compass accuracy— The map exaggerates the size of countries as they get closer to the poles, but it maintains true north-south and east-west direction between any two points to make navigation easier. Other maps might show more realistic sizes, but they make trade-offs in continuity or distance. A Japanese architect named Hajime Narukawa thinks he's developed the most accurate map so far. It's called the Authograph World Map. The map divides the world into 96 triangles, which makes it a tetrahedron that unfolds into a rectangle. This preserves the true dimensions of the continents by angling them outward instead of stretching them. Narukawa admits his map is not 100% accurate just yet, because some regions are slightly distorted. Even the world's most accurate map still makes some trade-offs. So for now, the most accurate map depends on what you'll use it for. One of my biggest pet peeves is how much people on the internet love to criticize the Mercator projection. And it's like, it does all the things that you want a map to do. It makes the countries look weird. But like, if you want to know what's north and south of something, Mercator projection is just fine. And also we have globes. (laughs) We have globes (laughs) for size accuracy.
0: Go get a globe. Before we recap what we learned today, we want to quickly remind you to please nominate Curiosity Daily to be a finalist in the 2019 Podcast Awards. Find a link in today's show notes or visit podcastawards.com to register. Then find Curiosity Daily in the drop-down menus for the categories of People's Choice, Education, and Science and Medicine. A win would go a long way in putting us on the map. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) So please help us out. And now let's recap what we learned today.
1: Today, we learned that tin whiskers break your gadgets.
0: And the nightmares help you prepare for dangers in real life.
1: And that every map is distorted, not just the Mercator projection. So they're all kind of lying to you. Except globes. Except the world isn't actually a perfect sphere. So even they're a little distorted.
0: It's never good enough for you, is it, <laughs> it's Ashley? never good enough. Join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And
1: I'm Ashley Hamer. Stay curious.